Hello and welcome to Illuminating Man, uh, an intentional space created to explore the concepts of community, spirituality, and self-work from the perspective of men on the path of illumination. My name is Rai King. I'm sitting here with my good friend and colleague, Ryan Albury. Uh, Ryan, why don't you take a moment to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Ryan Albury. Um, yeah, my my interest over the last years has definitely uh, come to the point of wanting to share what I've learned about myself and what I've learned about um, all of these paths of being a man and being a human. Uh, I spent much of the last, I guess, four years now uh, as a participant of the Mankind Project member of the Mankind Project of Canada, um, an organization designed to uh, promote men's community, men's self-development, and um, and yeah, I, I'm really fascinated by non-dual teachings, yogic philosophy, shadow work, uh, parts work, inner child work. I'm a life coach and a student of internal family systems. Um, counseling um my intention is to share what i've what i've learned along the path what i've what i've gained what i've had to let go of and some of the the routes i've taken in hopes of helping someone else along their journey um Yeah, I think that's me. Right? why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Sure. Well, I am a musician, a spiritual seeker. I'm constantly looking to better myself in whichever ways that I can in order to show up more fully in the world and be of benefit to my communities and uh and the world as a whole and so i'm looking at this as a way to continue to explore these paths and uh and to share where i'm at on my path and my experiences and hopefully that's of benefit to somebody out there. So why don't you kick us off with our, uh, our topic for the day and then we can just get in on it. Sounds good. So the jumping off point for this is, uh, as you were talking about men's work with the Mankind Project, and uh, and I've been a part of a couple men's groups myself and uh today we are going to be discussing what what is men's work and why is men's work why do we need spaces for men to come together to uh do this type of work and what what is that work that that we do in these spaces? 
Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like for me, you know, as we've, as you and I've been talking about, it's like those, those things are always best to be defined. So we'd all know that we're, we're talking about the same definitions of words. Um, you know, I look at the, the term men's work and I've, I've been playing around with that for, for many years. What does it mean? What does it mean? Why, you know, I have the question of why, what, what is all of this? What is this human experience? Why do I perceive, believe, why do I act certain ways and other times completely different ways? And so, yeah, I really, I really ask a lot of questions in contemplation and, and what is men's work and what does it mean to be a man is always a question that pops up in a, a lot of those contemplations. Let's, let's start off with um, what does it mean to be a man? You know, I mean, if, if we're doing men's work, well, who, who is a man? Um, what's, your, what's your take on that? Yeah, I find that to be a difficult question to to answer. And uh and I think that a lot of people have different different answers to that and I think that ultimately it comes down to to each individual. Um For myself, I I see it as having to do with accepting responsibility, um, being present being honest with yourself and others and uh and of course <laughs> going into that it's like that doesn't that doesn't necessarily describe being a man that's like you know just being human but uh myself being a biologically male adult uh, <laughs> you know you could just you could just call it illuminating biologically male adults yeah <laughs> <laughs> podcast for biologically male adults on the path to illumination <laughs> oh my god Anyway, sorry. Um, it's it, it's it's a very difficult question to answer. I don't know. I'd like to hear your perspective on it. <laughs> <laughs> hot potato, hot potato. Um, yeah, I still don't know. I mean, even after we've talked about this for a few hours between you and I, it's like I still don't really know. I mean, biologically, sure. Um, in my in my pants, sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's like a list of traits that I would want to say that, you know, a man or I should have, or could have, or do have that, that defines that, or, 
you know, traits or a, a certain list of actions that a man takes, which defines that word or that phrase, a man, or, or energetics, like a certain way of being, or, um, you know, you said present or like calm, courageous. I mean, but like you said, I always find myself being like, well, how, what, what does that mean to be a man? Like, does that mean that if, if men have that, that other people don't? And so, yeah, I, I, I play with this one a lot. Like I said, um, for me, what it means is actually, you know, I'll, I'll change, I'll take a different route with that. Um, for me, I go back to tradition and, um, you know, tradition, biology, um, roles, etc. And the best answer that I have right now is that what it means to me to be a man is is a very like um, in a traditional sense. But when I say traditional sense, I mean, I mean parts of the traditional way. So like I'm biologically, physiologically bigger than many women or people that don't identify as a man, I should say. So to me, you know, being a man is, is someone who provides, you know, like you think of the hearth and the hunter. Well, it's like I, with my stature, with my size, I, I could hold a child. <laughs> if, if it was a very simple world, I could hold a child alone. But, you know, I, I would be better out on the run and on the hunt and, and those things. So, you know, that provider piece for me is, is part of what it means for me to be a man, just simply because of my physiology, um, the way that my body ended up. Um, so part of it is that provider uh, with that, go, along with that goes that protector. Uh, there are people who ident don't identify as being a man that are bigger than me, stronger than me, smarter, smarter than me faster than me, every one of those things that a provider or a protector would want to be. So that, I'm not saying that you must be a man to be those things, but for me, I identify with those, those traditional roles for whatever reason. And I'm, you know, and I'm constantly shifting every day, what, what this means and what that means. And how, and as you said, how do I show up in the world to benefit the world? Is that term, <clears throat> is that term man limiting me? Is that term man honing me in to simplify so that I can, you know, give my gifts in my mission. A lot of, a lot of traditional roles, the provider, the protector, um, and, and, you know, in community and partnership, that that's not, a uh, that's my job. That's your job. That's a, it's all, it's always situational, of course, yet there's something in those roles that I feel, or I, I like, you know, mentally I identify with them, but in my feeling sense, it's like, you know, I, I feel that, protector energy or protector you know that's a role and an energy so yeah protector provider um those would be on the masculine side of what it means to be a man on the and, and there's more of course i mean that we could talk literally just about this for the whole hour but um you know on, on the softer side of what it means to be a man some call that feminine energy um it's to be like as you said present to be to be able to listen to be able to be solid and still you know, you, you mentioned this in some of our conversations and I quite like it to be patient, you know, like not just striking at everything, striking when it's the right moment, um, aware and, 
again, I mean, all of these traits could be put into what does it mean to be human? Yet I'm just saying I identify with those as someone who identifies as a man. Um, and, and another piece that's very important for me is the, the piece around vision. Um, yeah, it's, this is where it kind of gets like, it kind of gets super interesting. It's like vision, mission, purpose on the sort of outward forward moving side of, of my experience of being a man. And then there's this dance between like the, the determination and, and the creation. Like the determination is like my hands, my actions, and the creation is like my softer side being like letting, letting go, opening up, being creative, being curious. What's, you know, what's already happening that I can put my energy towards effectively. So, I mean, that's, that's the best I've got, which is probably the best answer I've ever given yet still feels so incomplete of what it means to be a man. But it's, yeah, it's a lot about that action, taking action, creating the world I want to see. Um, providing not only to to my to my people, but to my own inner needs. Um, providing to my community, to my to my um, larger community, to my region, to the world, and just leaving it a better place than I found it. Yeah, it and it seems to me that there's something within myself within my my psyche or my biology that really and maybe it's purely socialized i don't know but it feels like deep to my core these these ideas of of being a provider and a protector and and being being solid and unshakable for uh, for for my community and for my families. I don't know if that's biological. I don't know if that's uh, you know in spiritually inherited. I you know who knows. Yeah, is it biology? Is it programming? Is it spiritual mission? Like who? Yeah, there's no no good answer to almost any question when you start to really go into the deeper, deeper, deeper. Like, just comes to a point. Like, hmm, I don't know. There definitely seems to be biological. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's there's biological differences between men and women. Um, but then in terms of interests and personality, you know, like, like I definitely was not socialized to, to fight when I was a kid, but I loved fighting <laughs> and I still do, you know, there's some part of me that's just like, that just wants to fight and want it wants to have those uh have that experience in life and that's why i've ended up exploring martial arts as a way to 
harness and channel that drive. Um, yeah, it's like when you when we talk about to be a man, what it means to be a man to us, anyways. Um, you know, we it, the and this might be new to some people. This might be this might be review to some people, but the the um, concepts or uh, facts about masculine and feminine energy within. I mean, we heard a lot of in the in the sixties and seventies. I think I wasn't there, but um, about you know embracing your inner feminine, and I think that I think that got taken the wrong way, and a lot of people took it as like embrace your inner female and like you know that's it's that if that if men do that that they're going to lose something that and maybe they did and maybe that maybe it was a pendulum that swung from like the 50s 40s and 50s war hero i'm the man of the house male to the all the way over to the like long-haired free love music and flow and dance 60s and 70s stereotypical male i mean they're both stereotypes of course but um yeah, in this conversation, it, it keeps coming to me of like, okay, well, masculine and feminine energy, the the duality of life, the 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 hard and the soft, the dark and the light. Excuse me, <clears throat> the hard and the soft, the dark and the light. The I mean, all of the quote unquote opposites, the hot and the cold, the penetrating and receiving. And um, yeah, when you say that uh, that piece around fighting, it's like. I, th- I just immediately think of like masculine energy and this this piece that made sense to me when I heard it. I mean, you know, do I know that it's scientifically true? Well, no, but it seems accurate in my experience of this like desire for challenge or this desire for like breaking through to the other side or you know like pushing up against something and then it and then it falls or like you know coming into this clash and we see it in all in all um, mammals anyways. You know this sort of this 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 dance or 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 um competition for a mate or for food or for superiority or for all these things right but yeah i definitely just think of like how that that love for i mean it can be like banter or it can be like um you know you see it in in music like hip-hop battles or like you know this team going against that team or this man in the ring against that man person in the ring and yeah, it's like, I mean, I love it too. Like, I just love... You, you're mean, getting a really weird noise there. Oh, yeah. It's like these notifications are happening. I don't know how to turn them off. So stop. See if I can do this. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just like this... This like want to... It's like, It's almost like on the side of play, it's almost like the sort of the, the, the hard or rough side of play and, you know, the, the duality of life, there would be the hard side of play, the arguing, the bantering, the bickering, the, the, the competition the challenge, the challenge against nature, overcoming, climbing this peak or, you know, overcoming this natural force, you know? And, and I think, those things make they make me feel alive anyways you know i'm i'm and when i'm in that struggle point i'm not thinking about the past or the future or like you know 
any of my problems. I'm thinking about like this thing in front of me and that presence piece that you spoke to kind of when you, when you say this fighting thing, it's like, Oh, it kind of connects to that. Like this, this presence. And, uh, you know, in, in some of the, the studies that I've engaged in around masculine and feminine energy, it's like, they go as far to say, and I have no idea where this comes from. I'm sure it's from some very old Eastern, um, philosophy. But it's like that the feminine is all of life and the masculine is the space that it happened in. So consciousness. So feminine is life, masculine is consciousness. I mean, that might be a little far out for the purposes of our conversation, but it's that it's the the feminine, not necessarily females, but feminine energy feeling full, masculine energy feeling empty, um, pushing through that that goal line to where it's just like oh finally freedom like think of football like you're two yards out from the goal line and just push through and it's just like freedom i've i've made it for those few moments or like having an orgasm it's like just pushing and pushing and pushing and in whatever way <laughs> and then uh and then ah oh, release and that just like euphoric peace like i've i've let go i've made it through i'm i'm finally here just for this moment and petite what do they say in french little death for orgasms like yeah. this finally there's completion yeah that uh that piece around fighting just <laughs> set me off on the like the whole thing but yeah it's it's that's inherent in me too like the 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 want to win you know and there's healthy healthier ways of doing that of course like with agreements and <laughs> rules and a proper container but that allowing that to move is for me part of being a man also which is you know kind of the cool part about doing men's work is that things that we may not move while out in society, we get to move in those types of spaces or arenas or containers in a, in a way that's designed to help us mature and grow up and, and expand. Connect more with our truth and our, and our gift that we give to ourselves and to our communities and to our planet. Playoff fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think I think that a lot of people who identify as men can relate to these things that we're talking about. And to be in spaces that are for men to express express these things uh safely is is valuable hmm. yeah i mean to me it's like if i don't ever practice with anger <clears throat> well how am i going to know how to do it in a healthy way you know if i don't ever if i'm suppressing it repressing it to the point which i've done in my life I've, I've lived that to the point where something something sets it off and then all of this repressed anger comes out and it seems totally out of line yet you know in the deeper understanding of psyche and the emotions it's like okay well that was just a lot that never got expressed or let go of before preferably let go of but expressed anyway and it, and it got pushed in and it got pushed in and that pressure 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 
from that continual application of those suppressed or repressed emotions, specifically anger, just like flies out. So yeah, in that in that healthy way. I mean, it's it's like boxing practice. It's like if I just go out and get in fights, it's like, well, I didn't ever get the chance to practice. You know, like let's say a barroom brawl. You don't really get a chance to practice. Whereas if you go into a space where you you've got a container, I mean that's for those of you that don't know what a container is, it's a space created with certain agreements. I mean, there's probably better definitions or other definitions, but it's a space created with intention and agreements on on how it looks and the um, the skills and power to deal with whatever comes up. Um, so if I don't ever step into a healthy space, then then how am I ever going to know how to how to do those things in real time, specifically? Like, I mean, I'm using the example of anger, which I think is a good one. Like, how am I going to just express that natural human emotion? You know, I, well, what I did in my life was I stuffed it because I didn't want to appear a certain way. And then, I w- and then I couldn't hold it anymore and just started exploding out. And, you know, I didn't even know I was doing that most of the time until I knew. And then it also was like, whoa. Um, but yeah, those spaces, those spaces are, as you say, those those safe, healthy spaces to practice, practice accountability, practice emotions, practice being vulnerable, practice being angry. You know, practice asking for help or saying I'm wrong, which I guess goes into the second part of uh, how we started. This was like defining those words, so like the work. I mean, it's hum- humanity's evolution work, hopefully, so we survive um, is part of that. But, you know, as, as we're talking about bringing it back to ourselves first, myself first, like, you know, what is what is the work side of that mean to you? You asking me? Yeah, well, I kind of phrased that funny, I realized, but <laughs> essentially bringing it back to us, like, you know, and defining what, you know, inner work or, or men's work, yeah, men's work, let's call it that. Like, you know, we should define the second half of that phrase, men's work, because that's what we're talking about. So for you, like, what is what is the work or personal work mean? Like, who, what, when, where, why, how? Yeah, well, I like what you're saying. I like you, your use of the word practice. Um, and for me, it's, it's a lot about, uh, learning to embody those principles that we talked about, namely presence mission uh learning to learning to stand as a provider and a protector and and figuring out what it is that keeps me from fully embodying those those principles within myself what 
what things are going on within me that are holding me back and learning how to work through those and be a stronger and better man. Mm. Yeah, I hear that. Like that's that's how I got on this whole thing was, you know, well, I guess there was one step before that. How do I have a better life? <clears throat> because life wasn't so good at the numerous points of my journey. Well, I mean, I judged it as being not so good. That's a, that's a whole other conversation about why I phrased it that way. But um yeah, I mean I got into this by like Literally, like I Googled, how do you get your ex back? And this is how this all started. And it went from there was this dating and relationship coach online, and he started, and then I, then I read his book, and then I read the books that he referred to in his book. And I was trying to have a better life. Like I, I learned along the way that I, I had to be a better man to have a better life, you know. And then there's, of course, many, many stages after that of uh, beyond just how can I make my personal life better. And, that's where the, the mission and the and the uh, self fulfillment and giving from that full place starts to come into the conversation. But but definitely, like it started from, you know, how do I have a better life slash be a better man? Do you think that there's there's different ways to achieve satisfaction in life? that are unique to men and women. I'm generalizing, of course. Uh, I'm going to drop the first F bomb. Let's say fuck you for asking me that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very hard question. Very challenging question, I should say. Uh, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. Um, I mean, I think that goes back to what we were speaking about when we were trying to define what it meant to be a man for ourselves, let alone what it means to be a man in the overarching term. But I think it's kind of the same. It's like uh, fulfillment, fulfillment in my perspective or belief or however you would say it is, is largely circumstantial or, or individual. And then, and then uh, this is, this is my opinion anyways, my belief. Um, because I don't think we all want the same things. I mean, I, I perceive that we all want something different or slightly different or on this, on this, the, the earlier levels of conversation. I mean, on a deeper level, we all want the same thing is I don't know exactly what that is or how to phrase it, but I just know that that's that we all want the same thing. And that gets into a whole nother conversation around that. So let's leave that for another time. But I mean, on, on the more human side of things, it's, it's definitely that we want something different to be fulfilled, you know, like I believe that because of my studies of the, the conscious and unconscious minds and how the psyche works and shadows and parts and, you know, parts being like inner children, inner critics, inner saboteurs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, go on uh, archetypal energies um, and how they show up in each of us differently. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's the nature and the nurture. So the nature being, you know, my, my ancestral information being passed down through the genetics 
um, that would probably influence, um, you know, my desires, my drives, my, my, the things that would fulfill those desires and drives. Um, but also I, also, I believe that a lot of it is to do with, um, you know, we spoke about nature, but there's also nurture, nature and nurture, nurture being the, um, you know, sort of what our experience was from, you know, being in the womb for nine months to being born to being born where and astrologically at what time probably affects it. I mean, there's a lot of studies around that. A lot of people who believe firmly in that. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of things in that, that, that make me believe that there's something to it, but beyond that, like what the parents that we were born to, um, how they were feeling at the time, what, what unmet needs they had and how they were projected onto us or to, or given energetically to us. I think it's very circumstantial, like as far as what's fulfilling on one level. I mean, on another level, I would contradict all of that, but again, that's a different conversation. Um, and for me, like it evolves all the time. Like, uh, the, the other piece I want to add to that is like, what, what level of us is being fulfilled? You know, we go back to the, you know, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual sort of aspects of, of a human being. And it's like, well, what's, what's going to fulfill me physically? Well, it's regular sex, regular food, having a comfortable environment or an environment that I perceive to be comfortable. And then it starts to make me feel it's like, okay, well, are those things fulfilling from shadow or from, from an integrated place? You know, are these fulfilling because I didn't get those as a child or are they fulfilling because I, you know, and I still have that empty hole in me from childhood or are they fulfilling because it's like, I'm, I've worked through those and it, it just brings a certain type of energy that comes when I, when I've, let's say pushed through that goal line or I've, 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 I've won that competition with life or, or we danced well together, even to say, to make it less masculine, we danced well together. And it's just a, an alive, full feeling, alive, full, non-attached feeling. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think it's different person to person. So yeah, then to answer your question, it'd be, it would be different man to woman, but it'd also be different man to man in my very short answer that I'll give you to that. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you think? Yeah. Like, how do you see that? Uh, my, my gut instinct is that there, there are different, different things that are required by a man or a woman to to feel fulfillment and and i agree of course it's it's different for everybody um but myself i i feel like i won't i won't feel a sense of of true fulfillment until i feel like i am st- 
standing fully in that mode of, of protector and provider. And until I am, have gone through enough challenges in that to really trust in myself in those roles. And so I th- I'd ask you, how would you know when, when you've experienced enough or proven yourself enough to, to feel fulfilled in that way? Like, what's, what's the barometer? Like, what's, what's, the, what's the bar when you're like, like, is that bar clear to you? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good question. I don't know that I have an answer for that. Uh, I guess, no, the bar is not clear to me. <laughs> None of this is really clear to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably why we're doing this. Yeah. It's like nothing's really that clear if you start looking at it. Like, huh. When I start looking at it anyways. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, like, just go back to the intention here is like part of that, part of the the intention for this, this space we're creating or we've created and will continue to create and, and the things that we've talked about creating in the future. um, It is to get clear on what we can anyways. And for me, that's part of being my version of a man is clarity. And that's clarity of vision, clarity of action, clarity of knowing when completion has happened. So, you know, that, that bar that we're talking about getting clear on my mission and getting clear on an action. Is it, is it in alignment with my mission? When do I know that that mission is over and the next one must begin or, you know, or, you know, clarity of like how much space I take in between to rejuvenate. Let's say it's, let's use the battle analogy. You know, how much time do I need to heal all these cuts and bruises and, and wounds from the last battle yet? We won the battle, let's say. How much time do I take or do we just go right back into it? So a lot of my work right now is is in creating clarity. And to bring it back to the the more tangible level, it's like in clarity in communication, clarity in intention, clarity in experience, uh, through vulnerability and truth, and courage of sharing. You know, even when it's scary. Or that I might get rejected or, or, or make up the story that I've been rejected. It's uh, a lot of this for me is about creating clarity and, and, and in this specific project is creating clarity, creating spaces where other people can find their clarity. Mm-hmm. So I, I get a little personal, little tickle when I find something that's unclear in me. I'm like, Ooh, like, a mountain to climb like like i love climbing mountains or something but um or oh look at that wave to go surf i mean i'm in costa rica right now so i'm <laughs> thinking of challenges that people do here <laughs> but uh yeah it, it does bring some some excitement to me when i hear someone else that's like oh i actually don't know or when i feel that you know it's the same thing like, oh great like now here's here's a an opportunity for for men's work slash human work slash the work of consciousness to happen. 
it's like an opportunity. So I'm, I was excited when you said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot I don't know, so. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. The more I, the more I think I know, the less I know. It's kind of a funny paradox. Yeah, I expect as we go through this podcast, we'll just keep running into more and more and more questions. and Which is perfect, because then we have more and more and more episodes. To do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give our friends out there something to, uh, something to listen to on the, on the journey through life. Something else to listen to, like there's nothing out there already. Um, so... What let's let's bring it to the the world we the world we're in now. What why do you think the time I believe the time is is right now for for this stuff to take a quantum leap? I don't even know what a quantum leap is, but it sounds super cool. Sounds like some sort of like Star Trek thing, you know. I mean I know you're a Trekkie, so like you might know what a quantum leap is, but it's time to take like the step forward, you know, the step up, the step in, the step forward. So, I mean, that's my belief. Um, again, that could come from biology or programming or spiritual mission or whatever, but I think that it's time for people to start growing up and showing up. Like, what's your, what do you think needs to happen? That's, uh, that's a good question. And I think that brings up a point that I wanted to get to, which is, you know, there's... It seems to be less of a buzzword these days, but uh, but toxic masculinity is a is a subject that's that's been explored a lot in recent years, and whatever that means, I don't. You know, I'm sure everyone's got their their own definitions of that. I don't personally like the term um yeah i've had a reaction to it <laughs> yeah <laughs> in the past but i can see what people are referring to and you know when we talk about why do we need men's work and I, I think that men's work, men's groups, men getting together and discussing these ideas is an antidote to that overinflated, ego-driven masculinity that, you know, causes men to... Uh, be assholes <laughs> to <laughs> to disrespect and abuse women and uh, for themselves and, uh, and other men wh- what's that well, I, sh- I said or themselves and other men but I should say and themselves and other men oh okay yeah yeah, absolutely. 
So I think we do have a great need in this world for men to step up and grow up spiritually, to come into spiritual maturity um, and emotional maturity. Yeah, I was going to say maturity on all the levels. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that's that kind of answers the why of men's work for me, which yeah. is good. I was hoping to get there <laughs> because most most men who are in that in that mode of of overinflated masculinity, overinflated ego desire to compete uh with others in in unhealthy ways a you know um desire to control and manipulate women those guys that those guys are not going <laughs> to I've never been toxic <laughs> are, are not going to um be able to change that I think unless they start seeing a different way of being a man mm. And being able to explore all of that with other men mm-hmm. in situations that are just for men. Yeah, I just are. Are you through with yeah, that? One? Go ahead. Yeah, that I I want to just go back to that. Thing that I said a little while ago that I had a reaction to that term and I just want to speak a, a moment to that um, it's not so much resistance to the, what I believe is the underlying definition of that it's more the actual phrase because I, I, I like to call it um, you know shadow masculinity or immature masculinity or and I mean at that point it's like um, is it even masculinity? That's a whole other conversation. But the, to me, toxic, like I think if I'm correct, the definition of toxic is, is the dose relative to the substance. So, you know, you can have water toxicity by having too much water. And so the reason why I have resistance to that term is because it's like, oh, it implies that too much masculinity is then toxic. But I, if I'm correct. With that definition um so it's just the term toxic because it, i think that consciously or unconsciously by whoever coined that term it implies that the masculinity itself when there's too much of it can be toxic but but masculinity is a healthy term so it's saying too much healthy masculinity is now toxic masculinity and i, I don't believe that should be true i believe that it's shadow 
masculinity, like masculinity in its immature forms, boyhood psychology, boyhood mentality, if anybody's following like Jungian approaches to, to masculinity and manhood. But that, that, yeah, it's just that, it's just that word toxic for me. Um, so it's, I would call it like immature masculinity at that, but you know, I, I like better boyhood psychology, you know, that like that hero mentality. It's like, well, I'm going to be the hero that makes me important or I'm going to be the, you know, then I'm going to be the, the impressive one. And, and yeah, you kind of get what I'm, where I'm going with, with why I have resistance to that term. Yeah, totally. I, I just looked up the defini- definition of toxicity and or toxic and all it says here is poisonous or very harmful or unpleasant in a pervasive or insidious way. Um, but oh yeah, here here we go. Even water can lead to water intoxication when taken in too high a dose. So you're right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and then I would take the other side of that too, of like toxic masculinity being. Where was I going? I just had a thought that was valid to share, and then it's kind of slipped. But let's say you know, it's like I would say it's like toxic males, not toxic masculinity. Because we go into the the back into the conversation of like masculine and feminine energy. Well, potentially someone who's only masculine, which could then relate to how the definition around like too much of some substance, that that might be toxic too. Like too much masculinity and being out of balance with one's feminine energy, the softer side, the listening, the receptivity, the the ability to to sit. And be patient before taking an action. That that may be toxic, also, like just straight up too much masculinity. But the resistance is not so much in that approach to it. It's in the approach that I perceive to be taken by things I hear and things I read, which is just that, like, you know, it's a it's a form of masculinity that's that's toxic. But I I don't think that. Uh, there are toxic forms of masculinity. Maybe if someone's like 99% masculine and totally disregarded their feminine, that it, it might be toxic also. But I don't, I think the, the phrase is being misused or misdefined and then overused. And, and it's created this, this, what I perceive to be this, this thing that's not really understood yet is being used all over the place to describe something in a way that's not accurate, which creates different problems i guess yeah Yeah, there might be just too much masculinity toxicity (laughs) i've never really like gotten to that part of of contemplating that but yeah it's something worth looking at also out of balance too penetrative too forward moving too goal-oriented too like you know all of these things that are that are good but if it's just that, it could be toxic masculinity also. Right. I'm just going to keep right. moving forward, not listening to anybody. I'm going to keep moving forward, not with, uh, like having anybody with me in connection. Those, those may be toxic. So, there, yeah, there might be two ways of using that term. One of them I'm more open to, for sure. Yeah, I just get bothered by the use of the term toxic. I think it's like... I just get bothered by the use of the term toxic in general. People are always referring to toxic relationships or toxic masculinity or 
toxic spirituality or whatever the fuck people want to say. I don't know. I just think it's... Yeah, yeah, totally. And then my question is, okay, so if if there's toxic masculinity, that that implies that there's toxic femininity. And what is that? I have no idea. Right? So it's really this term that's very, very widely used and not, in my judgment anyways, not very widely um, understood or well created and well balanced because you know if there's toxic this there's toxic that you know in the in those in those conversations but yeah it just kind of irks me you know because i'm partially because i don't understand you know the people who use it a lot like i don't understand how they're using it it's it's often an emotionally charged conversation um i perceive anyways when that term gets used by someone who's feeling like um, a victim to that or may or may not be in feeling like it or in victim mentality at the time. And, you know, and then I get emotionally charged because I don't understand their experience when really that's what I want is to understand their experience and to hear that. And it's, it's a, often when those conversations come up in my world, it, it seems like the, the essence of the conversation is lost and the, and the want to blame or the want to just make it easy to understand so that so that something some relief may come of it or some change may come of it and and that's part of why i get triggered by that too is because it's like i don't i don't think labeling something like that is actually all that helpful labeling anything in any way when there's that when there's those emotional charges and not to discredit or to undermine the emotional charges that happen of course not I just think that there's so much placed on like defining something and now we know what it is and now we have an enemy to fight against. And, and it's really like this term that's, it's, it's like this, this sort of like, I, I want to say shadow enemy, but I, it's like almost like mist, you know, like there's this, like a hologram, there's this enemy in front of us with hologram of toxic masculinity. Now we know, but we go to run our sword through it and it's not there because it's not actually of substance hmm. on deeper level. I mean, it's easy to point out, oh, that's toxic masculinity when this guy's being, this guy over here is being like that towards this other person, male or female, uh, man or woman or, or other or whatever. But yeah, just it's just the limit, the limitedness of it when when a few questions are asked to find out what that what that actually is. So I mean, my, I'm not against that. There's things that male or masculine energy or immature males or masculine energy are doing in the world but it's just about it feels like it's the wrong direction which you know then bring it back to men's work and it's like well that's that's an arena where where men myself include can go to to find out where they're at you know to to do that self-discovery with other people who are creating a space for them to do that in a healthy way as we've mentioned multiple times it's all about the the healthy intentional manner of that of practicing those things of that practice of of making our masculinity whole and integrated yeah yeah i i i like the the terms uh immature masculinity as as an alternative to that or or even just an unskillful 
use of masculine energy, an unskillful expression of masculinity or an uncontained expression of masculinity. I think using terms like that opens more doors to actual shifts into higher expression, higher ways of being with others, higher ways of being in community. That that is. Yeah. So Um, maybe it could be said that men's work as opposed to human work is the work of accessing and containing and and skillfully directing our masculine energy which the masculine energy uh comes more naturally to a man and then also learning to access and not repress feminine energy and and learning how to integrate that into ourselves and and i perhaps that's where men's work differs from either women's work or uh human work yeah i think i think uh how you just stated that is beautiful and i also just got a notification from my computer so i think these two pieces that are showing up in my computer experiences right now are saying that's a good place to call it yeah that sounds great to me (laughs) okay thanks everybody for listening Uh, I hope you enjoyed it and I hope that you'll come back and listen again in the future. You can check the show notes for a link to subscribe to our mailing list. Uh, And you can email us at info at illuminatingman.com if if you want to ask any questions, suggest a topic for, uh, for the future. If you have any responses to anything that uh, we've been talking about today that you want us to bring up on a future episode uh, and maybe contribute to the discussion. Send it our way. All right, everybody, I'm going to sign out. Thanks, Rai, for the conversation. We'll talk soon. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, I really appreciate exploring with you all. Just, uh, with this topic, it's very dear to my heart and I'm, I'm glad that we're doing this and I'm glad for everybody who's checking us out. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks everybody else. Have yourself a lovely day.